0: You're about to listen to an episode of What the Hell Just Happened. Join Paul Edwards and his guests as they discuss interesting HR topics and solve some of our listeners' submitted questions.
1: And occasionally I'll go off HR topic and talk about whatever I want to talk about. Think barbecue, space exploration, technology, money, managing, business, things that interest all of us. We get a lot of
0: emails with questions. Stay tuned for details on how you can submit yours to the show. And now, let's
1: get started. Hey everybody, on today's podcast, we're gonna get into dating in the workplace. We're gonna talk about dating in three different contexts. What happens when employees start dating patients? What happens when employees start in dating employees? and hopefully some good guidance around what to think about if you're an owner of a practice and you're thinking about dating one of your employees, and then we'll take that off into a a very important tangent. What if one of your managers wants to date one of the people that's a direct report to them? And so uh, there's a little bit of HR nerding going on in here, maybe a little bit of pragmatic guidance. Um, I think if you take nothing else away from this, you want to make sure that if any of this stuff is going on around you, and it often is, that you're documenting your efforts to take the right steps. So if it does blow up, it blows up in their face and not in yours. Maybe that's a better way to put it. So I hope you enjoy today's podcast, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. Welcome everybody to today's podcast where this is going to be the dating podcast. Yeah. Allie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks
0: for having me, Paul.
1: So we're going to be giving out dating advice.
0: Yes. It's kind of places uh, where you can yeah. find
1: compatible people.
0: Yeah. This is the ask Ally podcast. This is the so ask podcast. So Allie send in podcast? your dating questions. I, uh-huh. No, I'm just kidding. I have no advice there.
1: You have no advice? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, no, we're going to be talking about uh, dating in the workplace. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a hot topic right it's now. It's a isn't it? really hot topic right now. I've been getting tons of questions. Okay. Uh, you know, employees dating patients, managers dating employees. Um,
1: let me let me say this, yeah. Ali, before we dive deep in it. This has been going on forever since you know, since people started hanging out with one another. Relationships yes. <laughs> develop between human beings, and some of the places where those relationships develop are through work right? Yes.
0: This is certainly not new. No, it's this just is been not, coming up a lot lately. It has yeah. been
1: coming a lot lately. So, you know, uh, for everybody who's listening, Cedar has a, um, uh, a community, which any of you can join on Facebook. It's a group, it's called HR Basecamp. It's for managers and owners. And so we get lots of good questions there. Mm-hmm. And then we also always look, you know, sort of into the... Database of questions that are being asked by the three thousand or so practices that Cedars working with, and and we look for trends. And right now we have a little bit of a trend, and I don't know why, but I see I just see this trend go up and down. I don't think anything in particular is happening. Uh, people are no. just looking for love in all the wrong places. Yeah, I guess so. Yes.
0: And I mean, like you said, this isn't new at all. This is common enough that you know Cedars handbooks that you know we Cedar provides handbooks to our members. Um, there's a dating policy in there right. that covers this because this happens all the time. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's been a little bit of an uptick lately. Um, kind of been seeing it in two two different areas. There's been the... Um, employees are starting to date patients uh-huh and so employers are wondering what can I do can I stop that can like, I control that yeah where where do I draw the line
1: and what are my liabilities yeah. but kind of maybe from an HR standpoint what mm-hmm. are my liabilities exactly and then where what do and the then end? the
0: other one that we've seen come up a little bit more which you know this one is where it can get kind of risky is managers dating employees or right. um, you know, fellow doctors who are not the owners dating employees.
1: Oh, gotcha. So associates dating employees or somebody in the management and then, and then we, I mean, I'm going to add in because I've been doing this for a long time. And by the way, these calls get routed directly to me. Which is a doctor who owns the practice, who is by you know mm-hmm. default a manager, is now dating someone at the practice, and we'll talk about that a little bit towards the end. I, I want to cover that one maybe last, yeah. And we'll talk about the agreement that can be put in place and 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 how that works or doesn't work. Sure. Um, and then I think there's one more little category here, and it's employees dating employees, mm-hmm. and I just want to cover. I just want to cover that maybe a little bit while we're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. You know.
0: Um that one is Honestly, it's probably the most common. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the one that we get the least questions about because right. it doesn't from the surface look quite as scandalous or risky I think from an employer perspective, right. you, you know. Um but like I said, the one we've been seeing the most common is um employees that are dating patients. Mm-hmm. And so I think rightfully so. Employers find out about it and mm-hmm. they're like, ooh, you know, what's the there's, danger here? There's yeah. probably a problem here. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one's a little tricky. And I think that's just because, you know, at the end of the day, you can't, you can't tell an adult that they can't date somebody else. You can. You can't yeah. tell an adult that they can't date somebody else. But you ultimately um, cannot control what they do, you know. Um,
1: so 10 years ago, maybe longer than that. When, we, when I first got one of these complaints or calls, questions, I one of the factors in the question was that the person... I'm sorry, let me be more clear here. Um, the employee was dating a, a male who was separated from his wife for like two years... They were going through a nasty divorce. Their kids came to the practice. Both of those people came to the Mm -hmm. practice. And then lo and behold, the employee and the dad started, or I'm calling him the dad. I don't know any other way to put it. Started dating one another. And it was blowing up in the face of the practice. Mm -hmm. And then I just want to tell you. The, the, it was, it, it was prophetic. It was as if you're going, Paul, you're going to get that question. You and your team are going to get this exact question at least 12 times mm-hmm. a year for the rest, for the rest of the uh, uh, existence of Cedar and us helping other practices. Yep. So, um, and, and that's a, that's a can of worms, right?
0: Absolutely. I yeah. think that brings up one of the main things that employers are concerned about and that's, you know, how does this impact the professionalism within our office. Yeah. What am I risk here? You know, there, and there's bigger risk involved. Obviously, there's there's HIPAA concerns, there's harassment concerns. Well, let's go yeah. for the HIPAA
1: thing okay. real quick. Yeah. So, okay, so, um, I mean, pillow talk. It, yeah. I mean, technically, if, if you're working, say, in a Hollywood dental office, and Brad Pitt comes in to get his teeth cleaned, mm-hmm. and you go home that night and tell your spouse, Brad Pitt was here, and good God, his teeth were perfect. It was amazing. He didn't even need cleaning. Um, you've, just, you've just violated HIPAA. You've yep. told someone that he, first he was there, and then you've mm-hmm. actually given him a piece of medical information from it. Yeah. But now we know, we know pillow talk happens. We, we know it happens. Yeah. I mean, we, we want to be pragmatic, but I just wanted to point that out. Well, and I think the situation
0: that you just described mm-hmm. is also one where that would be particularly um, tricky. Like if, there, let's say, there are two people involved who are patients, like mm-hmm. you said, the ex-wife. Yeah. Who's to or say, ex-husband. Yeah, or ex-husband, or ex-husband. however yeah. that goes. Um, you know, if you share any information about...
1: Their treatment. Patient A yeah. to
0: patient B, even though they're married, you are removed from that situation, as you as the employee that is dating. Right. HIPAA still applies to you. Right. Like it doesn't matter if you're involved in that family in some other kind of way, you know. So
1: it yeah, can get... your wife was in with the kids today. Mm-hmm. HIPAA violation.
0: Right. Yeah, so it can get really tricky that way. No,
1: not that the I just want to be clear because there's other HIPAA people out there going, no, that's not really a violation. Well, actually, it it, it is. Even though he has a right to know, maybe mm-hmm. he he or she has a right to know that the child has been there. They and that that information is not protected. Nonetheless, we aren't the ones who were supposed to reveal that. Right. At somebody's house over a glass of wine. Exactly. Yeah. As, yeah. As the context
0: workers. of that is, yeah. is very different. Okay.
1: So we – sorry, everybody. I just wanted to kind of talk about that hip that yeah. thing. But but really, it's a business problem. So right. So can, can I point this out, Allie? As a as a business person, my reputation and my referrals are everything to me. Like, I mean, I, I don't just want us to treat our, our members well – and metaphorically, give them the best treatment that we can possibly get them. I want it to be so good that they can't resist recommending us to someone else. Mm-hmm. And, and let, let's make no mistake: backstage, to get that to happen, we have to be really a great team and a great organization. It takes a ton of work and intention by everybody who works here. And it's it's not it doesn't happen by mistake. It's it's quite intentional. And so, if something happens like that, I didn't have anything to do with. That If something happens to screw up my relationship with one of our members who then will not be referring people in or will not be staying with us, um, it has a direct impact on my bottom line. Yep. And that's what we're talking about at this dental office. Once these two go to war, we're going to lose one of these patients. We're going to lose all of their referrals. Mm-hmm. We may lose both patients. And, and we live, you know, small business in America lives off of this reputational thing.
0: Yeah. And I I do want to point out, we're talking about a dental office right now, Mm -hmm. but this isn't just for dental offices. I mean, that might be like what Cedar deals with the most, but we have members that are in other industries. Mm -hmm. And like you said, any small business, a lot of these are within smaller communities where that word travels fast. And it can have a huge impact on how you're perceived by the community, People give your bottom line. Yeah. And even if, uh, you know, it's all rumors, you know, Mm -hmm. rumors start, they don't know the full story, but that doesn't really matter. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. I, I, you know, as a business owner, I want to say to, you know, to that employee, I, I just want to be clear with you that, that the raises and benefits and everything come from the income that flows from the treatment that we or the business that we do with the people that we work with. And when we do something to mess with that, it also messes with my ability to be able to give raises and to be able to fund that sort of thing. Yeah. And I don't think all employees think about that. But the heart wants what the heart wants, Allie.
0: The heart wants what the heart wants. And all of that to say that at the end of the day, you know, if you find out about an employee and a patient relationship, and like we mentioned before, our handbooks have a policy, Mm -hmm. everyone who's listening, your handbook should have a policy that addresses this. Um, You can discourage the relationship. You know, your your handbook policy can say, you know, relationships between patients or clients or whoever you're you're serving are Mm -hmm. discouraged. Um, you You can put in your policy, hey, you're required to disclose this to us. If it does come up, um, but it is really hard to if they do disclose it and you do discourage it, and it still happens.
1: There are several states that say if an employee is doing something away from work and it's legal, you can't take right. a, you can't take action against them. So if they're attending a political rally that you don't like, um, you, you're not supposed to take action against them if they're protected in that in that way.
0: Yeah, so it's good uh, it's good to know what to be concerned about, Mm -hmm. like we just mentioned, um, how that can impact your business in the larger picture. Because... This might come up and you might not be able to do anything about it in the moment, um, but it's good to be prepared. for what You need to look out. You for. You sit them
1: down, and you talk yeah. to them, and you tell them yeah. what we just said. Look, you you need to be careful here because you're dating someone and it's and yeah and I would tell them you're ju, you're just skating on thin ice right now because th- these are all the ramifications of what can go on. So I'm asking you to please be cognizant of it. But you must not reveal any any yeah. PHI. Uh, when you're talking to him and you need to be incredibly careful about talking to him about his own family. Like if he's got questions, what I'm asking you is you don't answer him. If he's got a questions about his child treatment, send that to me. I'll determine whether or not we're going to answer that and how we're going to answer that. And it's going to be confidential. We're going to protect the PHI. We're going to follow the rules around that sort of stuff.
0: It's a, a lot of boundaries. Setting really yeah. clear boundaries that, regardless of the relationship that you may have with this patient mm-hmm. outside of work, right. um, when it comes to being in the office
1: mm-hmm.
0: about things that are related to the office, mm-hmm. that relationship basically doesn't exist. You know.
1: Okay, so let's talk about employee to employee, kind of on the same yeah. level. Okay, and we'll just touch on this briefly. First of all, full disclosure here. Uh, when I started this company, I started it with my then wife, who was an amazing human being, continues to be an amazing human being. Um, I think in the end, us working together so much and then going home and being together so much was a little bit too much together. It was just a little, it was just, a, it, I don't think it was helpful. That's just a side note. Just want to share that personal thing. I have also hired spouses of people who work here, where Mm -hmm. they've come to me and said, you know, my wife or my husband needs a job, and I think he'd be a good fit for this. And that has worked out to varying degrees, but it has put me in an awful position sometimes as a manager and as an owner when I wanted to let one go, and I know there's going to be an impact on the other. So we have these really deep conversations saying, look, I can hire him or I can hire her, but if this goes south, I have to do what's right for the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've had employees come to me and or come to HR following our policy and say, "Hey, we're we're you know we're seeing each other," and I really I, I honestly don't have a problem with that, as, especially if they're cross de- departmental and and one's not managing the other. Mm-hmm. There's not much I can do about it. Um, I don't even really try to discourage it to a, to a great degree, uh, but I don't. I got to tell you, I don't love it. And then I'm going to flash back to. Um, 20 years ago when I owned the live music venues, which I bring up every now and then, and the bartenders got, you know, the heart wants what the heart wants. The bartenders are hanging out after work and they're doing what bartenders do. And then I'd get an inkling that, you know, one of the guys, one of the girls or even, you know, whatever. So two of them are getting ready to date or they have already hooked up and it looks like they're forming a relationship. And the conversation I would have with them is, is this is going to blow up. You all are going to break up one day while you're still working here. You're going to be incredibly angry, and one of you is going to come to me and say, I can't work with that other person, and I just want you to know when you do that, I'm going to schedule you with that other person every single shift until you two work it out. You are not going to change the way I run this business and who works what shifts because you two can't get along. Are you sure you two want to – Are you sure you two that you want to uh, date one another? And of course, the answer is always a resounding, "It won't happen." We're going not to us. Not to us. Yeah, I want to know
0: how many of those couples are still together. If you're listening,
1: if you're listening, (laughs) I'm trying to think about right (laughs) now. I'm thinking none. Yeah, none of them are. are, You're right. Yeah, I was. I was right all along.
0: Yeah, I am. I think with the like you said, the employee to employee, um, I think most employers don't really discourage it as aggressively as they might with a patient or with a supervisor to an employee.
1: Yeah. And I think the the smaller the team, the Mm -hmm. harder it is. So I had a pretty small team when I owned just the single venue. And so it was all right there. It's a little easier over at Cedar when I'm running that because we've got 32 people, we've got five different departments and you know, it's, it's really is not generally a problem. Hopefully none of the employees will be listening to my podcast. Um, Okay, what's the next one that we need to get into?
0: Um, and then the next one is employees dating managers. Okay. And that one, things can get a little bit, little bit riskier there. Yeah. There's some power dynamics that uh, kind of skew things a little bit.
1: Well, the answer is no. Yeah. So if a, if a manager comes, if they disclose, or I discover, right? Mm-hmm. D- if I discover that a manager is dating someone who they're directly managing, mm-hmm. one or both have to go the answer's no. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I can't, I can't, you can't have a manager over the top of a, over the top of an employee has control over their, their life, you know, their advancement. It, it. And it's just a bad idea.
0: Yeah. It's just a bad idea. I think yeah. from a, a lot of different
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> angles. Um. And I was going to say that Unlike with dating a patient where you can say, oh, this is discouraged, but you can't do much about it. It is okay for you to put in your policy. Hey, we totally do not allow management dating. Absolutely, anyone not. that they're supervising—that's off the table. Yeah, yeah and exactly. If
1: we, if we find out before you tell us, then that, that's going to be that's going to be a problem. Now, I might be able to say, "Well, okay, um, I'm going to change who manages that person, and I'm no longer going to make you know let you be responsible." But mm-hmm. in a small business, even a business our size, which mm-hmm. is still a very small business, that's almost impossible to do. So, I can't yeah. remove anybody out of the line of fire.
0: Yeah, that's not always a feasible option for, like you said, the kind of businesses that we're normally. So um, it's a
1: it's a hard no when it comes to one of my managers wanting to date one of my employees or one of my employees wanting to date one of my managers. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's just a, a hell no. Now now comes the sticky the sticky part uh, because we are uh, working with humans. So we have yeah. the HR side of things. We have mm-hmm. the human side of things because we are working with humans. Sometimes uh, relationships and, and feelings develop between, say, an owner who by by default is a manager, even if the owner has a manager running their practice. That the, the you're still a manager as the owner, um, and and you and they start to date uh, an employee, um, and it's always um, kind of follows the same fact pattern, you know, close proximity mm-hmm. together all the time, both are available. Sometimes both aren't supposed to be available. That's another issue unto itself. Um, the the uh, the The problem here is is that um, it, the answer should still be hell no. But I can't. I can't make you do anything as an advisor, you know, as an HR advisor. So, what we default to is an agreement. So we do this. We do this with employee to employee. Yeah. We still put this kind of agreement in place that just kind of outlines that if you're not feeling good about this, or you, or you're feeling any pressure, and, and, and several other things are in the agreement, you need to let somebody know mm-hmm. that that's going on.
0: Yeah, it's basically like a you know to. A consensual relationship. A consensual agreement. agreement. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And then, but if we apply this manager owner to employee, um, at some point I learned and so did one of our members that it's not worth the paper it's written on um, under certain circumstances. Yeah.
0: I mean, ultimately, you know, you're It's kind of to like give yourself peace of mind that you went through the process and say, hey, you know, well, this employee did say that this is consensual, Mm -hmm. um, but if there is a harassment claim... If something comes up, all
1: they have to say is, "Is yeah. um, when when asked, why did you sign this? You signed this agreement. You signed this thing, acknowledging it. You had all these things, these ways that you could report that you were feeling uncomfortable. Why 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 doesn't this kind of negate your mm-hmm. complaint uh, of you know that's happening now? And the answer is, is I felt like if I didn't sign it." that my job would be at risk. Right. Even though that may not be the case, it is what they say at the time that this, that, that the upset occurs, you know, a yeah. year, two years, six and years, whatever mm-hmm. later.
0: And it's those power dynamics. It's really easy to say, Hey, I was in a position yep. where I was being supervised by this person. And I felt that if I didn't agree to this, or I felt that if I didn't go out with them or do whatever, I was going to, you that's know, all they have to say.
1: Yeah. And now you're in a fight. Now, um, we talk about these fights, um, these wars that that business owners can get in, and you could even maybe win it with that agreement. Maybe you could bring enough stuff forward and, and to argue against the demand letter that's being sent to you. Which, by the way, is going to have like three years of their pay, forward pay in it, and and all kinds of damages in the demand letter. Um, you know. <laughs> I kind of lost my train of thought there. Where was I when I went uh, you off were on that?
0: Talking about how the agreement is not bulletproof, and all they have to say is that they felt like they were going to lose their job, right? And then you'll be dealing with the demand letter for years. Maybe you were going to say something about how
1: the, I'm going to do. I got it. The
0: relationship okay. is not worth all that. I'm back. I'm yeah. back.
1: So the point of all that is that you might win, but the cost of that win, like if you prevail. You have to go to court. You have to go through all these different things. It's going to cost you tens of thousands of dollars. So that's not a win to me.
0: No, it's not a win. And oftentimes, you know, you allowed this manager and employee relationship to happen. It lasted six weeks. And now you are in years yeah. of of this fight. You've spent so much money on this fight. Yeah, It's not... Um, it's a lot. It's a lot safer for you uh-huh. to just shut that down, like you said from the beginning. No, you need,
1: you need to try to avoid it to the best you can. I, and if you're not going to avoid it, just know that the, that this is the risk that you're mm-hmm. taking. This really is the risk that you're taking. Now, now, should you not put the agreement in place because I said it can hardly be worth the paper that it was written on? Um, no, you should put it in place. You should take every step. You two should work this out and, fi- and figure it out to the best to the best of your ability. Yeah. And I and and I also. Um, you know, I go and speak at events where there's a separate room of people who are doctors and their spouses, and it's not always a man. and I mean, it's, it's – I'm, I'm just saying it, all kinds of people get into relationships with people they work with, um, they, and, they, and they work together. Yeah. I mean, they started off working together. I used to be his hygienist. I used to be the manager. Uh, we, we started dating. We got married. Now I'm this to the practice or whatever that looks like. So um I'm not saying that it can't work out right. I'm just saying that it's incredibly incredibly risky.
0: Yeah, I mean not every relationship ends up being an HR horror story for yeah, they sure. Do. Yeah, they- um but and they can happen but I I think it's really important important for employers to know all the bases that they should have covered and mm-hmm. what they should be doing to try to protect their business at, yeah. at most if things do go wrong. I want
1: you going in wide-eyed, you know, open-minded, mm-hmm. understanding what's going on. Yeah. Well, I don't know that we helped a lot here other than just being like if you just got to be careful. And be intentional. and and remember that remember that, you know, the, there's employees and patients, yeah. and there's not a lot you can do about that, but there is some stuff that you should do when that occurs, and um, I think
0: that's kind of I think we did help here because yeah. there are I do see people who who didn't do anything oh. and who are contacting us after they, you know, the couple has been dating for a year. And oh. they're like, hey, so I think that some it's something right. not everyone. Not everyone is aware of the the steps that you have to take, like the moment that you find out. Don't let this be something that just, you know.
1: And there's the value of documenting all of this, putting in agreements, putting in understandings, talking to the employee about the policy, ensuring that you've told them, you know, hey, you're not supposed to reveal any of this information, all the things that we talked about. There's a lot of value in that because if you do catch a complaint or a lawsuit or, uh, uh, you know, HHS gets a complaint about – uh, a HIPAA breach or something like that, you need to be able to show that you took steps to mitigate it to the best you can. And those steps that you can show can actually really help you out a lot. I I, I don't, I'm not saying they can always make everything go away, but they can sure mitigate damages and penalties mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Heart wants what the heart wants, Allie. I believe that, Uh. Um, I believe that the title of this podcast is going to be love and, seeking love in all the wrong places. That should get some clicks. (laughs) Yeah, I think Uh, so. (laughs) I think that's the right word. Allie, thanks. Thanks
0: for joining us for this week's episode of What the Hell Just Happened. If you have an HR issue, question, or just want to add a comment about something Paul said, record it on your phone and send to podcast at wthjusthappened.com. We might even ask if we can play it on the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe and join us again next week.